0: To across the Bifrost. This is the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. My name is Ryan Doze, and on today's episode, I'm sorry, everybody, we we're hitting a somber note in our Jason Aaron retrospective. We're going to be talking about the death of the Mighty Thor. Now, I know if if you've gotten attached to Jane throughout this retrospective. Don't, don't worry. Her stories continue, but we have reached a very crucial, emotional, and a very action-packed moment of Jason's uh, Thor run with this story we're talking about today. And for this special episode, I wanted to bring in a special guest. So our guest today is jasmine estrada from marvel's pull list jasmine i am you you know this because we've already been talking for a little while but i am beyond stoked to have you on the show today how are you this evening
1: i'm doing great uh thank you so much for inviting me this is awesome i uh i mean i you
0: know this but listeners won't i i have i have really wanted to talk to you and, and bring you on the show for a long time and this felt like when we were talking about like what type of story should we talk about this i was like death yeah we we need we need to talk about something super sad and depressing. yes obviously (laughs) but but this is like this is a big big uh moment in jane foster's story in jason aaron's writing of thor and we've been covering that all year and uh i i'm really excited for you to break down the issues with me and the listeners before we jump into the book though i want to let listeners know who you are so we're going to start the conversation like we do with every, everybody that comes on the show. Where in the nine realms do you call home? Muspelheim, baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Our, our friend Martin Kakola will be so thrilled. That is oh, the yeah. only one. <laughs> Muspelheim, fantastic choice. Uh, it seems to be a popular choice. I mean,
1: because people- it's obviously the nicest place to live. Like, why wouldn't you want to live there? I mean the the I the dry heat. I don't know. I don't know
0: if it probably has dry heat. <laughs>
1: you know, like there's a couple saunas there. It's 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 nice. It reminds me of, like my thing is like it reminds me a lot of uh. Now I'm having trouble remembering the name of the actual like planet. Um. <laughs> fuck, what's it called from Star Wars? Uh, oh, it's Mustafar. Uh, it's it's Mustafar. Mustafar. Yeah, it reminds me so much right. of Mustafar, and like I love Episode Three so much. So like so i have a a feeling are are we both 90s kids oh absolutely so the prequels are like they're my shit yeah they're my shit like i will defend the prequels any day and like every day
0: like come at us original trilogy fans yeah hit me i mean i love Uh, the original
1: trilogy but like right i grew up going to the theaters seeing the prequels and they were fucking cool like pod racing the best
0: i like seriously to this day like i will play the nintendo 64 pod racing game oh they re-released it oh they did
1: it's on the nintendo switch trust me i know i have the nintendo switch I please need go buy now. it now like it's okay very well, much necessary
0: everybody this has been a really short episode of cross the
1: bifrost this exactly week. bye have guys thanks for inviting me again (laughs) yeah that was you know hey
0: uh i man i need to go do that um my kids are obsessed with lego star wars right now Mm -mm. so i need to like pry them away from the switch so dad can relive some childhood memories
1: just tell Uh, them like the battery died like oh we need to get a new one it needs to be replaced like they'll never know right like
0: i i i I seriously am gonna go look at that after we're done here because (laughs) that game is so freaking awesome oh it's
1: one of my favorite things
0: I, I mean, I still remember listeners of the show know that I've referenced this, you know, uh, a lot. But Darth Maul oh. was the coolest thing I had ever seen in a movie theater. Absolutely. I was nine years old when I saw Phantom. And yeah. I remember when those doors opened up oh. and he lit up that lightsaber on both sides. I was like, well, I, I don't. I'm I don't getting chills do, right but.
1: now thinking about that scene. Like, I uh, like literally like I don't know if you can see it, but like chills oh, uh, my spider sense is tingling
0: goosebumps confirmed listeners yes uh i mean then duel the fates comes in uh like i, I yes. just i give up i give up and um and qui-gon's my favorite jedi so like Ooh. to this day
1: i don't know he kind of showed up real late in uh
0: in obi-wan <sighs> the end of kenobi literally i was grinning from ear to ear and i like i was like well i i, I again i don't know what to do now
1: like what do yeah. i what do i do with the rest of my day <laughs> It's like well, wrecked again. Like,
0: ladies and gentlemen, you 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 came here to talk about to, to hear about Thor, and yet uh, when two '90s kids get together, we have to talk. It's like an unwritten rule. We have to it's talk part about of it, the right?
1: prequels. It's like '90s Nickelodeon and prequels.
0: Right. I. It's it's like it's in the agreement when we were all born in the '90s. So right. uh, allow us that we will get to uh, Jasmine's origin story. Jasmine, how did you? get introduced to marvel superheroes marvel comics that whole world
1: yeah um so like superheroes in general have always been like in my world um i grew up you know watching a lot of tv like that was always my babysitter um and video <laughs> games like if it wasn't television it was video games um and a lot of it came from both those things i mean like yeah from x-men the, the animated series to spider-man the animated series yeah um, i actually remember like growing up and like saturday mornings i don't even know where it was being broadcast but it must have been like some old tv channel that was in syndication that would play like spider-man and his amazing friends because to this day firestar as much shit as she gets for being a mutant but being an avenger um i love her to death like she's one of my favorite. i still have like i even have her like marvel legends figure and i'm like i'm ready after she won the election Um, oh Firestar! she
0: won the election
1: yep she's in it Oh, very cool! Actually, she didn't win the election. You have to read to find out. Okay, read Hellfire Gala number one.
0: I'll I'll catch up and I'll I'll get you know I'll get the 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 dirt on that.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, so the television series really like the animated series were really one of the the big gateways. And then I mean, like I had the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo from my dad. Um. And I grew and Sega Genesis. And I grew up playing like, um, X Men. I I played Spider Man. I played, I think the other ones that I played those were the two big ones. Cause like yeah. at that time, like those game or those, those two properties were just like soaring through the roof. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: you know, spider spider. Would you, would you say in your, in your professional opinion that the X-Men and Spider-Man pretty much like they, they were like pop culture Oh for, yeah, for Marvel. Like no one Absolutely. knew Iron Man was. Not
1: then. I mean and like there I mean, was an animated dude. I remember that too. Uh, oh, also I've watched movie. it. <laughs> But like those didn't stick as much as Spider-Man no.
0: did. I, so uh, most, most listeners of this show will at least be familiar with the 90s animated X-Men show. Right. Uh, I cannot tell you how many times I have watched the Silver Samurai episode of that show. Hell yeah. I'm fairly certain it's in the easy double digits. Uh, I have a soft spot for the Silver Samurai and I don't weird. know why. That's I, a little weird. I don't, I don't know I don't know I mean he's uh, kind of cool but, I guess but, but, well he's such a small character I mean it, people are used to listening to me talk about Ulick. Oh. just be thankful I don't talk about X-Men
1: because I talk about the Silver Samurai all the time I just want to let your your listeners know that before I like we started recording we we had a full-on Yulik conversation for like a solid 20 minutes
0: I I, I showed Jasmine my my Ulik action figure and then she was like I've got the bigger cooler version of that <laughs> and I was like well, now I now I need to add that to like do. some some type of gift list. Uh, but yeah, you, you you get like kind of pulled in by video games and these shows, and like that's I mean, how many of us have that similar story? Right. Where Saturday um, morning cartoons, playing video games. How, yeah, and like, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, how did that? Like, when you got older, did you did you branch into comics? Yep. Um, was that what? What were you like reading? as you were getting in into the actual like monthly stories.
1: Yeah, so that so that's like a really complicated, like, cause we grew up in the nineties, right? Like comic right. shops were closing down left and right. By the time, like I was old enough to like go to comic shops and buy like comics with my own money. Yeah. Um, and the way that I got into it, I mean, it's funny cause we keep talking about these figures, but um, if you remember like way back in the day when Marvel Legends was in its earliest stages, um they used to actually come with a comic book yeah they used to they used to come come with like a a reprint of a comic book it wasn't full size it was a little bit smaller but that's how i got into comics like i because like i that was like i I loved the fantastic four like i remember when the when the first movie came out and as much shit as it gets like i adore that film to death
0: it was what we had
1: (laughs) yeah and like i mean also jessica alba as the invisible woman like how why wouldn't you
0: Michael okay. Chiklis as yes. the Thing.
1: Yes. Like what? Um. And so like uh, I Captain thought...
0: America as the Human Torch. Right. I, like what?
1: Yes. Yeah. And so like um those two like or that movie was like one of the things that like really ignited my like fandom of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um. And the, the two figures I showed them to you earlier, but I'll show them to you again. Were like that I that I purchased the first two or not first two, but like one of the first ones that like I, I distinctly remember were. The thing in the Human Torch from yeah. that era, and like we were both talking about how like how funny they look now because they're right. so old and like <laughs> not as like articulated as they as they are nowadays. Um, but they came with a comic, and they were both from that same John Byrne run. Um, oh wow, good. Yeah, so like I, I mean, like I tore those two issues to like to bits and pieces because I, I reread them back in front, yeah, um, over and over again. But then like I mean, as I continued collecting them, like those figures. Um, I would get more comics. So, like, I remember like one of the first I- issues of Punisher that I read was like Warzone, which probably wow. not the best issue of like a-, a comic book that you should be reading. As like, I mean, like I was 11 years old that time. Um,
0: so you, I remember.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you're, you're on
0: the line there, maybe. But...
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, then like I remember reading like Ghost Rider and lots of Daredevil. Spider Man was like ob- obviously like up there. So actually, one of the first here.
0: We are reaching for more action box. figures, everybody.
1: Well, I still have the original oh. packaging. I haven't taken oh. them out because this is one of the first ones that I, I bought myself. Is that it a, re- comes with a reprint.
0: reprint of Amazing Fantasy 15?
1: It is. Oh. Um, but like Very it's cool. still sealed with, with the original Spider-Man action figure. Um, actually, a good friend of mine, another producer at Marvel uh, for Marvel Audio, found it when she was out at like, just at like a vintage shop and was like hey do you want this and i'm like yes um <laughs> why did you ask <laughs> yeah i was like buy it like i'll pay you later who cares no oh um, man that's but great. that's how i got into it um and then eventually i i had a I grew up near a comic shop that i could just like walk to or bike to that's awesome um it was awesome except like that's where i got my first like shitty like gatekeeping experience oh so i was well, like twelve, not thirteen 13 when i started like when I had enough money to go buy them on my own, right? Like I couldn't just wait on my mom to buy me another action figure. Um, And I would go in, I remember going in there, but like my entire experience with buying comics had been all these reprints. So I'm just like, hey, do you have Ghostwriter number two? Because I got this reprint of Ghostwriter number one and the guy just laughed me out of the store. Like, you don't have enough money because me not knowing how much comic books cost at that time, I was like, well, the cover says like, 75 cents like i have two whole dollars and quarters and he was just like yeah no you can't you, you really don't have enough to buy anything in oh store. that
0: sucks I, but but i look at it this way you have that moment you have those moments of, of gatekeeping and yet now
1: yeah jokes on
0: you guys you are where most people probably like they think they could do what you do but you are you are working at Marvel. You're a part of the, the, the audio division if I, if I yeah. have that correct. Can you maybe just tell people like how you got to work at Marvel and kind of what your role is right yeah. now?
1: Um, so I'm an audio uh, producer at Marvel. I work on the podcasts um, over there. I work on a handful of different ones. Um, Some the, of like the one that I, I work on weekly is Marvel's pull list. Um. but I've worked on everything from Marvel's method or marvel method to uh marvel's voices to uh marvel's declassified i've worked on several other ones as well um including the the marvel comics the history of the black panther which Um, is a
0: phenomenal series everybody like seriously go listen i mean go listen to all of them but the black panther series was very good
1: (laughs) that was my that was my baby um i mean like it wasn't i wasn't on to begin with but like so i can't take full credit but like um coming on to it, I just I had I don't know, like it's it's one of those things where when you when you uncover the history, i'm I'm a big creators person. yeah, like I love paying, you know, respect to the people who came before. And like a lot of it too, hadn't been really there hadn't been like a really bright spotlight sh- shown on like some of the early stuff there, yeah, um, including Don McGregor and Billy Graham, especially. Um And so, like I took a lot of pride in those those uh, episodes, early episodes, and just like making sure that that that, uh, those respects were paid, like, you yeah. know, like giving them their due and like giving them their flowers for what they, they
0: right. gave us. Absolutely. I mean, which is, you know, a character that is, he's now in, he's in popular culture, like, mm-hmm. and he is like, like, if I, if I talk to somebody, like, even in my, my small podunk Nebraska town, if I like mention the Black Panther, people probably now first think of a superhero. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, which is, i mean fantastic and like for a creator like don mcgregor like not to get his 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 you know praise like would be a a crime in the comics community so that podcast is amazing you should go listen to it um but you've worked on all almost all of the the marvel shows at this point
1: yes um to some degree um but like there's been a couple of like we we divvy them up with we have a good team like we have a, an amazing team awesome and they each you know everybody has like their assigned project um we'll help each other out when we we can um but for the most part at this point we've kind of like i mean like there's there's busy months and then there's like real like the regular months where it's just like okay cool like there's no like extra <laughs> podcasts coming out like we can kind of just do our weekly shows okay um, but then there are months where it's like oh shit we have to like each put out like 3 three podcasts. And so it's like <laughs> then it's all hands on deck. Right.
0: Yeah. It's like everybody's got to band together. Teamwork makes the dream work kind of mm-hmm. thing.
1: How did how did
0: you get onto the audio team at Marvel?
1: Um so yeah, so like I actually um so I I I went to college to study film and television and audio production um with the intention of going into film or at least television. Had no like real dream to go into audio just like audio is dead like who's gonna listen to radio um (laughs) but then as i like as i was in college i i got a career at a local radio station um it was like for like a shock jock like morning show type (laughs) program it was awful they still wake up at three o'clock in the morning in wisconsin madison wisconsin um oh yeah (laughs) badgers baby and like i would wake up go to it's now a bad time to tell you that i am i knew it i knew it I could, I could just sense it anytime it's, you've mentioned Wisconsin or the interview interviews like,
0: over. Oh yeah. Again, everybody, this has been a short episode of the podcast
1: today, right? Yeah. Big no 10
0: rivalries never die, even never. though, uh, superheroes are a common ground <laughs> Yeah. No, um, a, a rivalry game. I look forward to every year. Cause I actually like I, I, next to the Hawkeyes, I'm probably going to cheer for the Badgers if it's another big 10 team. Cause I, I can't stand if Ohio State or Michigan wins oh never I can't ever. like when when Iowa lost to Michigan in the big 10 championship mm-hmm. uh, a year back I I was like well I'm not watching any bowl games
1: that's for yeah sure. I guess it's over like I guess I'm done the season got cut short <laughs> sorry yes <laughs> no totally big Ten can't references
0: read. can't be ignored
1: no um but yeah I was in Madison Wisconsin um working on that radio show and I hated it um because it wasn't the contact the type of content that I wanted to be putting out into the world um, and I was in my senior year of college where like again I was studying to to go into film, but I ended up taking a radio class, uh, a radio production class. Cause I was like, I already do this like on the side. Like I should be, I should be fine, I should be an easy A. <laughs> right. But that's when I and, like again, this is like around the time that serial just like boomed and like Oh wow, yeah. There was a lot of stuff going on um in this space. And and at that time I got introduced to a company called Gimlet. Um, which was a startup that is now acquired by Spotify, but at that time they only really had like two podcasts, um, and one of them was a podcast called Startup, where they like documented like the the now co-founder of that company like documented what it was like to um, create a startup. Oh, cool. And yeah, so it was weird, but it was also like in that class I had I got assigned episodes of that series to listen to, huh. and I remember being like, oh, I didn't realize you could. Do this like I when I thought radio I thought like commercial radio I never thought about NPR or any type of like long-form narrative storytelling and that class really like put shit into like perspective for me where I was like that's what I want to do like those are the types of stories that I wanted to do um and at that point my like career I had already gained like a like I had like three years of radio editing at that point under my belt so I was like I'm already in it might as well like really like sharpen it and like go for it um, and I also was like, I enjoyed it. Um, and the, the year after I graduated, I literally just packed everything up and like moved to New York without a job. I was just like, let's see what happens. Like worst case scenario. I don't make it. I come back and like start all over again. Yeah. Um, and I remember I, I applied for a couple different jobs. I got one and then that job led to another job that got me at Gimlet, which was wild. Cause like, that was the goal. Um, <laughs>
0: you were living the dream
1: i mean like i was like i was like cool like i got gimlet um but like that wasn't like my end game it was just kind okay. of like a that that was like the the, the like
0: the stepping okay. stone
1: to Not get even stepping stone it was like the threshold that i set for myself where i was like this is where like if i can get there i'll be good okay okay like I, it'll make all of this like moving across Cause i was in wisconsin at the time and i'm like and like if I if I'm gonna move halfway across the country like if I can just get there then I'll be good yeah um but once I got there I was like oh shit didn't think that was gonna be that easy not easy I shouldn't say easy but like I was like oh shit like I didn't think I would make it there in a year like you know like I thought it would take a longer time um and then Marvel became like like Marvel has always been like an end game for me where I very much was like I wanted right. I, I dreamed of working there so I was like I made this happen. Can I make Marvel happen? And I remember That's just kind of like keeping an eye out, and like I, I had no real like idea of because I loved my team at, at Gimlet, um, and they all know this because they're the ones who who knew about my my love of Marvel and this like dream. Like I always told yeah. people, like there's only three companies that I would leave for, and it's Marvel, Nintendo, and uh, Marvel, Nintendo, and Apple, and like, those were, like, that's, like. That's three biggies right there. Yeah, I was, like, if it's one of those three, like, I'll be good. Like, I'll yeah. be set for life. Right. Um, and one of my, like, coworkers was, like, hey, there's this job opening at Marvel. Like, you should apply. And I'm, like, okay, yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, <I'll> apply.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, whatever. Like, sure, I'll send them my resume. Um, did it. Got an interview. Uh, and within, like, two weeks, I was already oh. working there. Wow. That's. I mean, did not expect that to ever happen.
0: And and how long how long have you been uh, how long have you been at Marvel uh, since then? It'll be three years in this fall. Oh well,
1: congratulations! Uh, a, a preemptive <laughs> anniversary then. Hey, let's just make sure we make it there first. Okay, like, right, right. Let's. I don't want to jinx it. Like, knock on wood.
0: Uh. Well, I mean, that's I. I'm so glad that we like we took a moment just to like get your story because like when you like i listen to marvel's pull list every week i enjoy it so much you and ryan are fantastic and like well and i'll be honest like when when tucker left i was like okay what's gonna happen now you me you and me both (laughs) Because <laughs> I was producing the show at that time, and but they were like, they were like, there's this new person that's gonna come do the co-hosting. I was like, okay, awesome, like I'm, I'm, I'm game for change. Yeah, and now I'm just like, I like I, I actively look forward to every Aww. Tuesday morning. Because I don't like keep track of what's coming up uh, mm-hmm. outside of Thor books. And so now I'm like, oh my gosh, there's an alien annual coming up. Well, yeah. I need to buy that. Like, or uh, what's happening in Star Wars right now? Oh, I know. I know Ryan and Jasmine will have me ready to go for that. So Marvel's pull, this is a is a big part of my week, which is probably why us getting to talk about comics right now is like uh, it's the gimlet of my of my podcasting <laughs> world. Um, but uh, thank you so much for sharing your story, though. I, yeah. I hope I hope listeners uh, are, are able to go check out Pollist. But we've got you guys do creator uh, conversations on pull list. We do. This is this is our version of that. We're going to talk about death of the mighty Thor. Listeners know that we've been going through Jason Aaron's entire run of Thor, basically uh, storyline by storyline. This year, uh, we started all the way back months ago with Gore the God Butcher, and now we are up to uh, really Jane's swan song for now, for now um, in this comic. But like death of the mighty Thor, big moment in Jason Aaron's Thor run. Uh, Jasmine, how how were you introduced to Jason Aaron's Thor? Because uh, I mean, this was a big pivotal moment for me in comics. Uh, I'm curious to know how
1: you were engaging with this story when it was coming out. Yeah, when it was coming out, I was in college. And I remember like at that point, I wasn't like going to the comic shop as, as much just because it was really expensive. Yeah, um, I actually, I, I did a college radio show um, back then. And I ended up getting a comic shop to sponsor our show. Very um, cool. <laughs> just so that they, I could get some comics like every week. Um, to talk about and like it was an exchange that we did where I would get like less than 10 comics and like I would just make sure that I I mentioned their their shop every week
0: yeah um, good agreement it was it
1: was it saved me so much money <laughs> um,
0: it funded the addiction
1: <laughs> it did uh, but I remember like I, I wasn't reading uh, God of Thunder in, in in like real time but I remember when like I started hearing that like that book was a big deal like I was yeah. like, okay, okay, okay. Like I'll I'll go back. And I I, never, I remember buying one of the trades and being like, all right, I'm in. Um and so by the time that like it was announced that like there were there was gonna be a new Thor, I right. remember just getting so hyped for it and just being so ready for it. Cause like I'm I'm a bit like I love when people change the status quo of things. Um, just because like I wanna know what they did with it or what they're gonna do with it because right. A lot of people tend to have the like, oh, uh, like, why are they making, you know, like, I remember the same thing happened with Superior Spider-Man. I, I was reading that comic in real time. And yeah. I'll never forget being on Twitter at that time and seeing so many people just getting upset about the fact that Dr. Octopus was going to be Spider-Man. Um, and I'm like, initially, it does sound weird, though. I, it I does. Admit. But like, but like if I was just like, hey, Ryan, like, do you want to read a comic book where like, could you imagine if like. Peter Parker died and Dr. Octopus took over his body and became Spider-Man for a little bit. Like that's I'd be like, here's five
0: bucks. Give me that.
1: Yeah. Like, well, I wouldn't do want to read that. (laughs) Um, like that sounds awesome. And I remember like the same thing happened here where I was like, ooh, like, because the thing for me was like, Thor is such a like masculine figure. Right. And like to see a woman don it, like don that title was just so cool to me. And I'm like, Oh, I'm in. Like I, I am so in. I want to see that. Um, right. And th- there was also a mystery behind it. Like nobody knew who it was. Like I mean, there was rumors and like whispers about it being Jane Foster, but it was never like confirmed until much down, like much later down the the line of the. the yeah. Run. Well,
0: and I, I think that what the, the the kind of the era that you're describing is. The the all new all different exactly um, and like I uh, listeners know this because we we just covered this in one of our, in our review of Miss Marvel Uh, we're we actually got to talk about all new all different Avengers which is one of my favorite oh, Avengers books
1: it's so good uh, it's Mark, Mark Wade right oh, it's
0: Mark Wade and Mark Wade writes the he writes
1: the absolute hell out of all those characters yeah because um, he just loves like I mean like anything Mark Wade touches is like gold like he it, he knows his history he injects all of it
0: he's got one of those like memories for comics where, like i'll bet you mark wade has never forgotten a single thing from a comic he's read no like because his have references- him talk
1: to dan like him and dan slot speak an entirely different language like they i've seen them both communicate in the same room together and like it's like they're speaking a foreign language because they just talk in comic books they're like avengers 94 yeah <laughs> and then it's just like and like tales of us like tales to astonish like issue I don't know, 96. Oh, no way. Like, oh, like, and I'm just page like, fourth panel, you know, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is happening right now? Like, it, you're
0: listening. It's like listening to two savants, like, yes. just like, and you're just like, oh, none of us in this room are on this level. Yes. Like, okay. <laughs> you, like, you it, guys
1: are, you don't have to prove it to anybody. Like, we believe you.
0: It, it is one of those things, like in fandoms, where like usually your love of a character or a property is proven by how much you know about that property. Like if Mark Wade's in the room, we're all bowing to him. Uh, oh, you know,
1: like Mark, I could talk to Mark Wade, and Mark Wade could be like, "Yeah, you didn't know that Jubilee at one point was like a dude. Like he was <laughs> he was a dude for like at least three years." And I'd be like, "Oh, oh, yeah, of course, obviously." Oh, to- <laughs> He could just mix uh, it up. Like you'd yeah. be like, Yeah, actually, Superman was a Marvel character to begin with. And I'd believe it. I would believe it. <laughs> and he'd be it. like, This sounds wrong, but Mark Wade is saying it. But like so. Mark Wade can't be wrong. So so
0: I but we, we just talked about that. And uh like I mean, I, I have uh, an affinity and love for this era of comics, uh, because <laughs> it was also Sam Wilson
1: became Captain America. Yep. Miles Morales was in the 616. Now we like, got Kamala Khan, we got so much like I remember writing this is how nerdy it gets for me um in college I remember writing an entire paper on like how Marvel was like changing the game and like how they were just so fearless I mean like we got Laura Kinney as as Wolverine like she was no longer x23 she was Wolverine who's like my absolute favorite
0: um we we literally cannot talk about Tom Taylor and uh, him writing all new Wolverine I read the entire run of all new Wolverine in a day
1: oh i like, I'm glad you did because that that oh that book is amazing. I love that book to die. I,
0: Tom Taylor literally is like on my Mount Rushmore of like current writers. Really? Tom Taylor is like right there next to Jason. Um oh, I believe Leland, it. I'll argue with the other two spots, but like those two firmly there. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> all new Wolverine. I will, I will stop the tangent here. Uh, but, <laughs> um, but this is like, this is a pivotal moment for for Marvel. Like you said, every, the status quo is kind of up for grabs. Yeah. And, um, Jane has been a huge part of that because she's been, she's been a, a fixture on the Avengers team. She's been a part of these big, you know, crossover events with, you know, Secret Wars and, um, there, there's this there's this thing in the air at this point that like these new characters are kind of taking over what's happening in the bigger marvel landscape and now we come to a story that's literally called the death of the mighty thor yeah so this story i'm just for listeners um i'll just say this like normally we would go issue by issue here and we would kind of like break down all all, all the different storylines we're going to talk about like all the things that you know popped out to us and things that we really highlighted on our reread but for those of you that like want a great great emotionally gripping story to read you need to go read this right now like seriously pause this turn us off and go read this then come back it's that
1: good it's so Uh, good and it's like if you if you read one thing on marvel unlimited it's this like it's worth the one month's like subscription right
0: like I, I well, I've said many times like, Marvel does not even come close to uh, to uh, sponsoring this show. But I will, I will say, <laughs> Marvel Unlimited is the best subscription that I have because I I have now have thirty thousand issues mm-hmm. that I can I can literally read anything I want. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I will say there's some issues of Marvel Team Up from the '80s that I wish you know were on there, but that I'll, I'll let that one.
1: Slide for now. Um, Listen, so- the minute that like I get like, there's like a huge chunk of like Gen X that I'm still waiting for. Generation. Uh, we that we all
0: have for. that one book that we're waiting yeah. for like the complete run to finish. Um, but but this story just, ha- it has to be on your 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 essential reads because people talk a lot about how like Gore the God Butcher is, is, is like the Jason Aaron story. I, I think that this story is as quintessential um, yes, it doesn't have you know the the cool, scary God butcher guy, but it is some of the best Jane Thor relationship writing I think that's ever been done. Yeah. um and what happens in this story for those of you that are gonna go read this, um just a, a quick flyby kind of synopsis is Jane is her her cancer is getting worse. and the the amount of times she's able to transform back, from being Thor and basically still be alive has come down to one. The next time she transforms and, 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 is, and is transformed back into Jane, she's going to die. Doctor Strange basically tells her that her, her days are very limited they're they're running down but there's this new threat that comes towards asgardia and that is the return of the mangog so Mm -hmm. if you don't know who the mangog is it's a classic thor monster villain he's the the collective rage of a billion billion souls and he is always bent on the destruction of odin and the gods of, of, of asgard so he returns and malekith of course he's trying to weave the uh, the he's trying to weave the web of his war of the realms, which is coming up, but um, Mangog returns and nothing in Asgard can stop him, not Thor, not Odin, not uh, not Freya in the Destroyer armor, so cool. uh, which is worth the price of admission, and Jane is. She's back on Midgard in her, in her hospital bed. And she knows all of her friends have said like, Hey, you just need to focus on like you, like you've done yeah. enough for the nine realms. Um, you've done enough for all of us. Um, we'll take it from here. And she, she says, no, like there, there must always be a Thor. Uh, so she takes the hammer one more time and she goes and fights the Mangog. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about how she de- defeats Mangog. Oh, so but badass. It it costs her her life and she knows that going into it Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah then some some hijinks ensue at the end which i'm sure we'll talk about but that's kind of the basic premise of this storyline um and uh yeah jasmine i wanted to know like since this this story is so big and it feels like the season finale it really of, like does. A, of like a game of thrones style show um what were some of the parts of this storyline like really jumped out to you on this reread or maybe like the first time you read this
1: yeah i mean so the uh, so like I'll, I'll preface it by saying that like for marvel's pull we just recently read the uh the first arc of the mighty thor so the thing that really stood out to me while reading this again was in in that first arc of mighty Thor. We, we see like within the first couple of pages, we see how Jason Aaron paints this picture of like Jane Foster dealing with cancer and how she's like struggling with it. And it's, it's such a visceral like experience as you're flipping through pages where you're like, he uses so many different words to describe know chemotherapy and like how devastating it is. And, I remember rereading that arc and being like, oh, wow, like this, this never, like, I didn't, not that I didn't pay attention. I just didn't remember, like, you know, I'm like, wow, he's really like getting in there. Cause I like, I've had, I mean, I've never like had any type of like cancer, like God forbid, like I'm now yeah. I'm knocking on wood, but like, I've had so many family members who've gone through it and like, just reading that just like immediately brought me back to those moments where I remember hearing my family members talk about that experience. But then what stood out to me while this, while doing this reread was that when we get to that point where like Dr. Strange tells her like, Oh, like, you know, this is it. Like you're like, if you transform one more time to Thor, like it's game over for you. There's no more Jane Foster. Yeah. And again, it it brought me back to that same world where she's just like, you know, she's walking and wandering around the hallways and she like goes and finds one of her friends that she made from like, you know, when she first started chemotherapy And she touches base with them and like, really like, you know, is just like, like, even, even though she's not even a Thor, like at that moment, she's just Jane Foster with cancer in the hallways of the hospital. Like she still has time to go visit her friends and be like, Hey, like, how are you doing? Like, I still care about you and I'm I'm just checking in on you. And her friend to even like, Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Like I was worried. Like, you know, when people don't show up for a while, like I start to get scared and I'm like, that's a very real thing. Like, um, and so when when she does pick up the hammer again it it adds a lot more like weight to it for me where i'm like oh she knows like she right. is a hundred percent like this is it and like if this is how i go like that's how i go um but the other thing that really stood out to me was when she like recalls her her mother passing away oh my gosh yes <laughs> her mother passes away and her mother tells her like find a god to believe in like i'm, I'm sorry that i wasn't able to like you know teach you a religion or get you you know into anything like that but like find a god that you can believe in and it's just beautiful how jason tells his story and russell dotterman and like the other artists who work on him Matt wilson
0: oh yeah um, don't sleep on russell dotterman's art
1: oh my god, it i love russell dotterman's art like I,
0: the way and, he uses focus ugh, in his panel like i i was ugh. literally my, my wife was was sitting next to me when i was rereading this and she's like that panel looks weird and i was like no 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 it's in focus yeah like, it's it's it literally um by yeah, the way it's a whole nother
1: level of depth like
0: oh it's, it's so good russell please come on the show man oh. um <laughs> but yeah like the the art is amazing so I, i'm sorry to cut you off no,
1: no no like it, that's that's the thing that got me like you know he does a really good job at like really painting that picture and like his his version of jane is it just it's crippling like when you see it you're just like oh like it really is a gut punch and um, and especially when you juxtapose it against like the way that he draws the mighty Thor, like his mighty Thor is like forever like ingrained in my mind. Like I mean,
0: he his style of Jane is Jane to me. Yeah, yeah. Like Same. It, it, in both respects, because like the the way he draws her in those moments of pain and the the chemo treatments, it's it's so vivid and so real. Like, it, and I know, I know we're ta- we're talking about comics yeah like this like i think that's one of the things that really jumped off the page to me was like the power of artwork
1: yes and i think that that like that's the thing that russell really does here that like shines to me the most is like it's i'm not saying like i'm not an artist by any means but it's like it's very easy to draw you know this character right now and like in these scenes it's like someone who's just like withering away and like scrawny and like in pain and like you just like can can tell that like she's fading away but the way that Russell draws her, it's almost like you just look at a picture of her or like you look at a panel of her and you can see she's like really like it takes every inch of her body to stand up right and like yeah. truly shine. Like she's fighting against herself to still like, you know, like stand up right. And like I, it, I don't know how to describe it. Like you can you can see the internal struggle struggle that she has just by staring at one of these panels for a little bit
0: i mean and it's 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 funny uh i i've i've had many conversations with uh fans who um who appreciate like i mean who in the comic book world doesn't appreciate the works of jack kirby of like, course you know he's he's you know the he, goat. He, he's the goat like he is he is the reason why most of these characters fit in our brains right um that but i i remember him a friend talking about like oh kirby's great because he draws all these big huge things i'm like yeah but like look at his machinery look mm-hmm. at his buildings the details it's the details and I think Dotterman is one of those where I'm just like yeah his big action scenes where like Mangog punches Thor across oh the god. friggin' moon they're they're breathtaking but then there's moments where like you'll see a subtle teardrop or you'll see you know that that in focus thing and it's like oh my god it's oh my god he's
1: such a master like the other thing that that he does really well is and this isn't something that it's something i learned when when i got got a chance to talk to him um he does some of his own lettering so like a lot of that yeah so a lot of the stuff that you see a lot of his sound effects is him and like the reason why it just pairs so well with his art is because he like embeds it in as a piece of that art um so it's like a lot of those crack of booms that you see like those are him
0: yeah, I mean, no, 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 absolutely no discredit to Joe Sabino because Joe, Oh, Sabino I love Joe like, Sabino.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I I actually I haven't crunched the numbers on this. And maybe there's like an analyst at Marvel that would know this. Uh I think Joe Sabino has worked on maybe the most Thor books, like as Ooh. a letterer. Yeah,
1: I don't know that i i gotta find that out I, i'm because, sure someone's like done the the tallying
0: yeah like whatever but uh but just awesome russell Dodderman's awesome and like uh eisner nominee matt wilson is oh i mean you can't too. you can't
1: talk about this book without talking about his colors like he uh, and i know we were talking about And like i i, I want to talk about uh matt wilson in a minute but like the, this just reminded me of that panel that russell Dodderman draws and I, I can't remember if it's issue 700 or 701 or two it's in the early issues of this arc but okay there's this there's oh no it's got to be 70 i'm pulling it up real quick not, <laughs> i'm like it's not it's not 700 i think it's 702 where she's arm wrestling thor or arm wrestling, arm wrestling uh, hercules hercules yeah and in that bar that's who those people are yeah it's it's uh it's will's bar yeah it's will's bar and like will is the the bartender um you can see jason aaron with his beard and his tattoos front and center yep then you see matt wilson and russell dodderman and in the back you can see some of the associate editors in the back that's sarah Sarah brunstad's in there
0: um that that is one of my favorite panels and it's it's perfect that was actually so i had forgotten that panel existed me too and i immediately was like whoa I was like, I was when when we talked to Jason Aaron. Uh, I was like looking around for like, has Jason ever appeared in Marvel comics? And I found the, this reference here. And then uh, Russell Dodderman, uh, uh, we we chatted on Instagram for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Highlight of my week, but we we chatted for five <laughs> minutes and he was like oh did you know i uh i put Assad rivik in a in a, yep. in a panel too and Assad rivik is the uh he's the the janitor or the 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 handyman in the hospital running from uh, <laughs> so good i love when creators do that Same. like it's one of my favorite things because like they deserve it like at like they create these worlds and like come on it's it's a few panels it's yeah. it's pretty great but i I do love that russell's the only one looking at the listener at the reader
1: yeah uh, and- <laughs> he's just like it's almost like he's winking at the camera like he's just very like oh hey guys
0: hey everyone it's ryan i hope you're enjoying this episode with jasmine estrada from marvel's pull List. it was a fantastic time talking with her and we have got more ahead in our conversation but i wanted to let you know right here that you can get more content like this if you join our thor Corps on patreon for just a few bucks a month you can get early episodes bonus episodes and you can help determine the course of the entire show towards the end of the year we are going to be making some decisions about 2023, and if you're part of the Thor Corps, you will get to be a part of making those decisions. So, join the Thor Corps today for a few bucks a month, get more content, like what you're getting here on the main feed, and you will be a part of deciding where this show goes in the future, but we do hope that either way, you enjoy the rest of this conversation. And uh, I, I don't know if, I don't know if you saw this a few pages later, he, uh oh, dang it. He, um he's in that bottom corner and he's. The oh, I didn't man. see that. That's yeah, awesome. So, but he, he, back, he takes a drink of his beer after, after the fight has gone on behind him. And then of course he goes back to what he's doing. But yeah. I love, I love when creators put themselves in the colors. Absolutely.
1: And like um, uh going back to Matt Wilson, like a lot of the colors, like this was the book that like really like brought matt wilson to life to me like where i was like oh i can see his contribution a lot more like it was clear to me yeah um because i've always been a fan of russell's art um but like the way that those two just like work together like almost seamlessly like right it it took me a while to like just even separate the two and like being like oh these are two different people like i thought that matt wilson was doing half of the books like (laughs) it i mean uh, so we, we are t- uh, just so, I mean, listeners that know
0: about this are probably as nerdy as we are, but uh, we are recording this the week before uh, San Diego comic-con. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if Matt Wilson has won colorist of the year yet. Right. Um. I, I mean, we certainly hope so. Cause like uh, all of his work, like, and not just Thor, but like paper girls is really great. Uh, I mean, he does a lot of colors still on like uh, Russell's variant covers Mm-hmm. Um uh Russell Dodderman trading card variant covers
1: are what I live <laughs> for right now. Ugh. Uh it's uh anyway, our... <laughs> I can go on for days. Him and right. it's like him and, and Luciano Vecchio like the way that they both just like have a like an iron grip on like me and variant covers is ugh. Killing
0: me. I I mean, and like, and that's like absolutely zero like discredit to like the artists that are working on Thor right now. Like, I mean, Nick Klein, a complete beast. Absolutely. Um, Martin Cocolo I Ugh. I can call Martin Cocolo a friend of the show because he and I <laughs> talk, and it's the best thing. Martin's amazing. I know, like Sal La roca is coming. Oh on my god! In a, in a little bit to do. I just uh, read. Bennett. I just.
1: uh i just i literally just read uh so there's a gambit series that's coming out next week um or next week yeah next week uh from when we're recording this and it's it's chris claremont and and like the art in that book is just so much fun it's so good
0: but like i mean absolutely no discredit to any of them but like russell Dodderman is literally the first artist like i i remember i i didn't buy god of thunder first i actually bought or like the the first volume of eight first, and it was those Russell Dodderman covers mm-hmm. that I was like, oh my gosh, this is powerful.
1: Oh, and like, don't even get me started on his Hellfire Gala like looks like
0: <laughs> that. We would literally be here for the rest of the like. I, okay, re- just real quick,
1: your favorite Hellfire Gala look? Oh, Scarlet Witch by far. Okay, like as much as I love Polaris in her two thousand and one look. Um, And I do love Emma Frost in both, both these past two years, but introducing the Scarlet Witch this year with the like galaxy, like in her like hair, like, oh, that's so good. Too
0: good. It's too good. good. I, I I love all those looks you just mentioned. I also think Dr. Doom's look. Oh, don't get, yes, yes. Like yes. he looks, that's like the most doom
1: esque thing. Yes, it's perfect.
0: <laughs> it, I mean, uh, and then uh, when uh, when Russell uh redesigned Storm, oh, yeah, the, no, I, I literally was like, I, I remember putting on Instagram a while back, like, Russell Dodderman's Storm is my Storm now, yeah, like, I've, absolutely, I noticed credit, like, it's that or the 90s cartoon. Yes. A- and like anything and else. like
1: mohawk mohawk storms in there for sure
0: yes I, if there was like a slight redesign of russell's uh that had the mohawk i mean we'd be we'd be golden
1: don't um, don't don't even say it because if that happens <laughs> game over but that like the would same be, thing happened with jean gray like her design um right. is now like her costume and i'm like yes like perfect
0: Oh my gosh. Well, this has been a good episode of the Russell Dodderman show, Um, but, um, but so, uh, back to like the, the, the death of the mighty Thor, um, because that, that is the episode we promised. Yes. We should probably talk about Thor. Um, so when we get to that, those closing moments there, there is a, um, there's just, um, something I want to read the listeners. If you're still a little bit on the fence of whether you should go read this or not, Um, This is one of my favorite bits of Thor dialogue um, ever so uh, just permit me listeners, this is a a fantastic thing. Um, Thor says, one God with a hammer will not defeat Malekith's army or stop this war not alone, the world needs a Thor I and you have been one hell of a Thor my lady frost giants the destroyer the gods of the shiar the phoenix the my bastard backstabbing brother my uru headed father you have faced them all now face this the world needs more than just a thor it needs you jane foster all of you and then she throws she throws the hammer away Mm -hmm. so that that's how she transforms back into jane and that's when she has her intervention moment but i there was one theme throughout here jasmine that i wanted to just get your thoughts on and it's the relationship between jane and thor Mm -hmm. like that literally jane has been around since journey into mystery 84 Mm -hmm. and her character has gone through so many dips and dives and and high points and low points the relationship between these two characters like what did you see in their relationship in in this really pivotal storyline
1: yeah so like it goes back to what i was saying about like um, Jane's mom as well. Like, it, and that's why I liked about this arc a lot too, is like we we not only get to see like, you know, those moments between her and like the Odin son, but we also get to see like those moments that she's had to deal with, these huge moments of grief, whether it's losing her mom, her dad, or her her husband and son.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: that last one in in particular that like really stood out to me, where it's like Thor at that time, like the Odin son. Uh, comes in and he, he's like oh hey like I just heard about what happened I'm so sorry and like she yells at him like yes you you are a god like you you are supposed to be like taking care of us like you know like people pray to you like why are you not protecting us and like Thor just doesn't really have the words like he's just like I'm sorry like I, I don't know what to do here Um, but like even she knows that like what she's saying is not like helpful at all like yeah. she's just like I, i'm just she's just letting it out um and it goes back to that theme of like you know be, being like finding your own god to believe in and it like by the end of this by the end of this arc we realize that like the god that she believes in is herself like she realizes that like she needs to lead by example like she's gonna be that god who's gonna like who who she wishes she had yeah. and i think the thing that like i thought was really beautiful was like she still loves thor oh entirely yeah she still loves thor and despite like him not being able to to accomplish these things like she still loves him um and when like he really really like tells her like hey we need you like you are important to this like you know it's the world that we we need you not not you as thor but you it really cuts to the core of who the character is and like I mean she's a scientist first and foremost she's the doctor like um but like like she she's already done all this work she's put all of this above and before herself yeah and it's like totally you don't need to do more like you like that's what thor is telling her like you don't need to do more like we need you to take care of yourself and by the end of this issue when she dies that's where it got me a lot like i started tearing up i'm not gonna lie um, oh, how can you not <laughs> because he's like he's literally like like thor is literally like shaking her body and it's just like no like wake up like don't don't die like it it's it. It oh. was
0: Simba and Mufasa after the stampede. Oh, see,
1: for me, it was like it was Pikachu and Ash when Ash turns to stone in in Pokemon the first Don't movie. Don't
0: even you can't like <laughs> that that like my brother
1: song is stuck yes. in my head perpetually. Yes. But it was very much one of those moments, and like that's where you where you truly see like how much he. I mean, like at, uh, even when they're in the hospital and they're having an the inter- intervention, like he's truly yelling at her, like right. no, like stop it, like take care of yourself. Like he's yelling at the hammer. He's telling Mjolnir, like get no out of here, <laughs> like stop it, like and it's because he's trying to protect her. But like yeah. she doesn't need protecting. Like that's the thing. She's she already has made up her mind. Like she's okay. Fine, right. I'll do it, but she knows that like if she doesn't go into battle like she will like like there's there's more people who are going to die because of that
0: right i mean so one thing i love about this you talk about like how how thor deals with jane dying Mm -hmm. he deals with it like most of us deal with grief yeah we tend to scream at it. We tend to yell at it. We tend to cry at it. We tend to like jump right to denial of like, no, 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 she like she's not dead. Like she can't, she can't. The anger, you... yeah. And I love that when uh, you know, uh, just so listeners know, uh, when uh, when Jane deals with the Mangog, and uh, Mjolnir is destroyed, and Mjolnir is the thing that's like that's that's the way that she can transform back and forth. And it releases the God storm, the, Mm -hmm. the, 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 the mother storm and Thor literally screams at the storm to, to, to channel it through himself to like almost like a defibrillator, Mm -hmm. like to, to, to raise her to life again. And he's so mad, like in that, like those pages are beyond powerful for me because like, I, I, I don't know about any listeners or Jasmine yourself, but like, I, I struggle with the idea of mortality. I struggle mm-hmm. with the idea of death. And I, I would like to think, you know, like it's some people like, oh, I would handle it peacefully. And I, you know, like, no, oh, I'm much more like Thor. I would yell and scream at it. Yeah. Um, and I think what's crazy cool about this story of mortality is that Jane teaches these immortal gods exactly. more about mortality than they could ever learn exactly what's
1: well, yeah. the thing it's like thor i mean like in, when, when you look at the entire jason aaron arc like you know we're, we're constantly moving and jumping between like the, the past and the future and like one of the things that that the odinson like struggles with is his own immortality and like the fact that he knows that he's going to lose a lot of people that who's he, who's around him and yeah. by the time we get to the end of this arc like when we, we look at that one shot at the end like we see his granddaughter's um talking we're awesome <laughs> yeah i fucking love them um but like they need their grand-
0: own limited series like immediately oh i would
1: oh <laughs> yes please let's um, start a kickstarter <laughs> yeah but like one of the first things that they do when they go into the past is they they meet jane foster and they immediately start fangirling about her and they're like oh yeah like our grandfather told you so much about you and it's like through like i mean like if you if you read that arc the entire uh jason aaron like run one of the things that he deals with towards the end is like he doesn't remember a lot of the things like people people who have been in his life for less than 100 years are just a blip to someone who's immortal and like he still remembers jane and it's like that that same like power like where he's like oh shit like this is someone who died like he had to like confront it because even with mangog like he's just like oh yeah they're gonna destroy all of asgardia and like sure whatever but he knows Yeah, we'll rebuild it. It's going to be another Ragnarok where it just yeah. restarts. Um, whereas Jane is like, when she's gone, she's gone.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, I mean, I, literally reading this comic in real time. Well, I, I, I was able, I was fortunate enough to, to talk to Jason Aaron about this. And when, when he said, he's like, I, I had yet to cry writing something. And then he he had said that Russell Dodderman cried writing or drawing it, and it was I was finally able to you know tell him like hey, um I I cried on the way to the car from after buying the I didn't I didn't even make it to my car yeah um and I think that's a true like testament to the power of storytelling absolutely Um, because Jane's story is not like it doesn't I'll be honest it doesn't feel like a comic book to me. It doesn't feel like, oh, what are the Avengers up to this month? You know, it it, it felt real because for years, ever since like we find out that Jane has cancer in Thor God of Thunder number 12. Mm -hmm. And she, it wasn't like her having cancer wasn't a storyline. It was, it was her reality. Mm-hmm. and i loved that jason was able to flesh out that reality so well even when she gets to
1: the gates of valhalla she still struggles well she's like yeah like i i I still had more to do like there's still more i can do
0: yeah she, she has this she has this depth of sacrificial love that is so beyond even heroic like mm-hmm. it's not even it. it's it's she is both the most human and the most inhuman, like person. Um, I mean, this
1: girl, this girl, like this woman, like banged on Odin's doors, and that is like, one of my favorite calling scenes. Him out in front of everyone to the point where, like, she like starts up a riot almost, and she it's calls, just like
0: she calls the Old Father a
1: coward, and like not even as the Thor. Like she like releases the hammer and is like, <laughs> "I'm gonna do this as Jane Foster," and like what like that's that is wild to me so like Thor can't even do that
0: no Thor come on his dad would put him over his knee right there right (laughs) like the uh the end of the story comes and 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 Jane is revived um but she's not Thor anymore Mm -mm. she is she's Jane now and I think it's even more poetic that like She doesn't just get the hammer back. It's not like a cheap, um, it's not a cheap resurrection kind of gimmick. Um, She sacrifices being Thor Mm -hmm. without even the knowledge that she would come back. Right. Um, And it's only because Thor and Odin use the power of the God storm to bring her back. But once she comes back, um, there's this conversation that she and and Thor have, and I'd love to kind of land our conversation with this one, because um, I think it, again it feels like a season finale um this moment where jane's like i'm gonna give you know i'm gonna give myself completely to this chemo treatment and thor knows that there's some rebuilding in old asgard to do now um thor says a line here that i'll just i'll just never forget where he says that you know you are more god um than than any human i know and she says you have more humanity mm-hmm. And and then they just say to each other, they love each other. And I'm just like, that is, I think it, to me, if you were to boil down Jason Aaron's run into one panel, which would be impossible, but that panel would be my, would be my suggestion, because in this whole run, Thor learns how to be unworthy um, he learns how to actually. Be... Oh, no, he learns how to be
1: worthy, but without like.
0: Yeah, w- without the um. You're you're right. <laughs> he he learns what true worthiness is. Right. And Jane teaches God's like lessons. It's just incredible.
1: But and like that on top of like I mean like there's so many like amazing parallels as well because you also have like the God Butcher that starts all of this right and the god butcher is slaying like all these gods who he deems just like you know he thinks that gods don't deserve to be gods like yeah they're selfish and then you have Mangog who's also doing something similar here where he's like no like i am the rage of a million like you know people who have passed who've died and like because yeah. the, at the hands of gods and it's like here's here's jane foster who's like look Like, I'm going to teach you the same lesson that these people are going to teach you, but I'm going to teach you the right way. And like, she does it. Like, she nails it. Um, And (sighs) similar to what you were saying about the one panel, like, there was one shot um, right before the final showdown where they kiss, where Thor Odinson and and Jane Foster kiss. And it's like when she releases the hammer actually it's not it's after the fact she releases the hammer she takes her helmet off which is i think the first time we really get to see her like as a blonde without her helmet on. Um, girl her hair looks awesome <laughs> right i was like and russell does such an amazing job with her hair just like, i mean she's like, gorgeous gorgeous. She's gorgeous but like but like that moment when when they embrace each other and they kiss like there's so many emotions going on in that moment where like i i i always revisit it And I think to myself, like, this isn't a romantic kiss. Like, it is and it isn't, right? Like, they have so much history together. um, And they love each other. But, like, even after this happens, right? Like, after she dies, it's not like they get back together and they're, like, dating again. It's very much like they they have shared a shared history together. And they honor it and they respect it. But they know that it's not going to work still. But, like, that doesn't mean that they don't love each other it transcends yes
0: like it it, it, you know it's it it would i don't know correct me if i'm wrong here but it would almost have felt cheap if they would have just been like
1: okay now what's date night like with thor and jane like i think they even say i love you but it doesn't feel like like a cheap like oh like it's romantic it's very much like a passionate moment where they know what's at stake and they know like what's going to happen next
0: they love Um, each other on every level exactly um, and I, th- I so I think you know if, if if you can sum up you know Jason Aaron's run like I mean a lot of it comes down to that their their love story yes again just isn't it's not you know uh, sunshine and rainbows all the time no. like there's times where they get very mad at each other and they 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 fight the other person for what is right even though like they like they, they love them so so much yeah. yeah um I just think that this the end of this uh this uh storyline is will always be impactful for me and um I just if you do you have any other like final thoughts or, like things that maybe we didn't talk about as much that you wish we would have or things that like listeners like before you go read this just know like this but
1: kind of think real quick off the top of my head no but I'm okay I'm if like there's anything I mean there's the one thing that I thought was was really fascinating like going back and rereading it like if you're reading, if you're currently reading avengers and avengers forever which jason aaron's also writing now yes. um you'll be familiar with like avengers like 10,000 bc oh. and that last issue in this arc where it's like the the three daughters or the right. three granddaughters going back in time like there's a panel there's a single panel where you see like the ghost rider and the like the star brand of that era and i was like i didn't realize that he Im- he like planted those seeds here so early. Like I, that, that blew me away. Like, I, I was just like, I love Jason Aaron. Like Jason, like you were talking about your Mount Rushmore. Like Jason Aaron to me is one of the goats. Like he has proven it time and time again. Yeah. Like, if you haven't read his Ghost Rider run, go read it. If you haven't read anything else by him, like read it all. Like he, he is up there as one of the like best story. Like his Punisher, amazing. His current Punisher, even better.
0: Um, <laughs> I I you know it's funny like I, I've said this a few times on the show Jasmine like I am not a Punisher guy
1: oh me neither like but I don't... when I
0: found out that Jason Aaron was was written was writing and had written Punisher I was like well I'm gonna give that a shot
1: oh and absolutely and it's and it, it blows it out of the water like he he knows I mean like he got Garth Ennis's like blessing when he took over for the Mac series and like for him to like come back and do what he's doing now is just phenomenal and also like going back to talking about Thorin like she she did a one shot uh Punisher War Journal which is so good so good
0: i i mean it all comes back to Thorin it all Yeah Thorin is the best um uh it all comes back to the 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 one who loves Thor or the 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 one whom Thor No the loves. one that Thor loves yeah the one that Thor loves my gosh her life could not be more ironic <laughs> It's beautiful <laughs> she's destined for it but um before we get out of here jasmine i wanted to run you through something that we did with jason aaron and uh thorin the lightning round Hit where me. it's just four... not the thunder round okay here's this okay now <laughs> we've reached full controversy with this because i initially called it the thunder round uh or i, I called it the lightning round And then Jason Aaron was like, well, doesn't the Thunder Round mean, like, make more sense? And I was like, oh, okay. But then he said, no, 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 but don't let me bully you into changing your thing. I'm like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) So the lightning and or Thunder Round with Jasmine Estrada. Uh, First question. If you could have dinner with one comic creator, past or present,
1: who would it be and why? My gut instinct is Jack Kirby, because why wouldn't you? Because he's the GOAT. (laughs) he's the absolute goat but i think in this is the thing that kills me the most is like i missed stanley by like a couple of months like when i started working at marvel he had passed so it's been like a couple of months since he passed away and like he's to this day like one of the people who i wish i could i could just like even just to shake his hand and say thank you that's all i wanted and i missed him by so much and same thing with george perez like i love george oh my gosh and he when he passed away that hit me like a sack of bricks like Ugh. but I so it's one of those three
0: I, I, I just a quick Stanley question for you Hit do me. you was it one of those moments for you like do you remember where you were when you heard Stanley had died
1: um I'm trying to remember I remember being because like I'm never the type of person who likes to post about like like you know like when people are on Twitter and they're like oh so and so died and here are like my memories and like unless unless you knew the person personally it always feels weird to me yeah but i remember when that happened i like at that time i i didn't want to post about it because i I felt like it was too cliche i remember posting maybe probably something short and sweet but like i remember just post like i remember just thinking about it and like turning to like my my partner at the time and she was like what was what's happening and i'm like the same thing happened when prince died like i remember just being like yeah i i don't have the words like like, I, I just, I couldn't, and, like, yeah. I, I remember trying to articulate it and being, like, like this person meant so much to me. He had never, like, without even ever meeting him. Like
0: yeah.
1: And I'll never forget the first time I ever encountered, like, him or, like, his character, and it was in the original Spider-Man PlayStation 1 video game because he narrated it. And I'll oh, never really? forget the opening of that game where he's just, like, hey, true believers, like, it's, <laughs> it's spot on, and I'm just, like, this is like who is this guy this is amazing
0: oh what a character i i will i will, I will tell listeners this uh i remember exactly where i was when stanley died i was uh my wife and i were doing a, a belated honeymoon in kansas mm-hmm. city missouri uh home of the great jason aaron but uh I, we were at a cold stone creamery and to this day i cannot eat cold stone without crying uh so yeah so i i I bawled my eyes out in a cold stone creamery when stan lee died Uh,
1: Uh, but i remember i remember being like i remember like i i like it took me a couple days to like fully like not even just acknowledge it but like just accept it because i remember like don't talk to me about it don't talk to me like i just i wanted to keep moving
0: Yep. So, well, so Jack Kirby, Stan
1: Lee, uh, both. I mean, George uh, Perez, I'd put up there as phenomenal well. Phenomenal options.
0: Like, I, what would be great is if you could get a George Perez Hawaiian shirt. That'd be. Oh, uh, <laughs> that—that's the memorabilia right there. It's Jack Kirby's desk or George Perez's Hawaiian shirt. Um, I'll take so- a handshake. I don't even care well uh so the second question of the thunder lightning whatever we want to call it round uh is what is on your pull list Ooh. so i
1: okay i'm Are gonna we, try to not answer it, with marvel stuff because on. i i literally read every marvel book every week that's why the show is called marvel's pull list right uh, but my current pull list right now um i want to make sure i get the name right but i have eight billion genies on I think it's eight billion or eight million yeah eight billion genies um by okay. charles soul which is really good I think there's only three issues out right now but um i i recently also also phenomenal probably oh, most amazing. known for
0: his star wars stuff right now
1: at this point yeah his daredevil run so good he has yes. an amazing she-hulk run yes. as well um but the artist on that book as well is uh ryan brown he's a chicago uh, native he actually goes to the same comic shop that i do and uh i I like the the reason why i picked it up was because um it was a book that i just like noticed it and i was like oh cool a new number one um and i love checking out indie books and seeing what people are working on um but i didn't notice that he signed it and it was an exclusive like (laughs) challengers like cover and i'm like i picked it up and i'm just like checking out and i'm like oh weird like i guess he signed this issue and then they're like and they're like oh no 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 like he 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 comes here like every week and i'm like oh okay it's like <laughs> but like I, I i that was a book that i like read in like less than 10 minutes and i was like i want more i need more oh, um
0: those are always the best ones
1: There's so it's such a good like concept too um it's essentially like it's like like there's so many apocalypse books like post-apocalypse books where right. like i'm gonna name another one where it's like what's the closest or what's the furthest place from here um which is i'm thinking of his name hold on hold on i'm trying to like he's a good friend of mine too i just there's been so this week has been insane
0: oh no i totally well it's when you read so much it's probably really hard sometimes to keep everything straight
1: yeah um what's the furthest place from here by matt rosenberg matthew rosenberg um an amazing book as well um there's a couple of issues the trade is out now i would definitely pick that up that's been on my pull list since day one um, cause that first book it's, it's a post-apocalypse book. Um, but like, you don't know what's quite going on. Like you have to like read it and like, it's just gorgeous art, great right. pacing. The dialogue is so good. Um, but going back to 8 billion genies, it's also a post-apocalyptic book, but it's like got a fun twist to it. Like it's not okay. zombies. It's not like the world was on fire. It's just like one day every single person on the planet gets a genie. And they get one wish, um,
0: okay. and like you
1: can make whatever wish you want happen. So it's like, it's it's wild because it's like everybody at the same time gets one wish. So it's like That's a wish apocalypse. So like apocalypse. Yeah. So like as the- you flip the pages, like every like eight minutes, like I think the first issue is like the first eight minutes you see the Earth and like you see like explosions, like a couple mushroom clouds here, and then like the first eight hours, like the Earth is now a cube, and it's like everyone is just wishing and like. It, it takes it's like that's like the larger scale but like the it takes place in a bar where it's like a handful of people who are happen to be at a what? bar when this happened it's I need so to go good find
0: this right now
1: so good Ugh. um there's public domain by uh chip Zdarsky, which yes just did a pub he just released the the physical issue but it's on a sub in his uh newsletter um what else did i read recently that i like chip Zdarsky
0: word? talk about another you know modern day goat yeah so um, good i mean daredevil hello
1: his daredevil like, is so good um and like i've been a daredevil fan for the longest and like this has mm-hmm. been one of the first times in a in a while i mean like same thing goes for mark wades like and brian oh, right. michael bendis is like daredevil like so good well, um i i would i would love to like if you
0: stacked up the creators for certain characters like i wonder if daredevil has had like maybe the best run of creators like back like, like frank back miller yeah like how like, do you come on it's just ridiculous yeah. um also i think it's marco chichetto i think marco chichetto did the design for uh electra yes as, like seriously so good so good like um, i don't i don't read daredevil on a monthly basis but i do when electra looks like that
1: oh i mean like anytime electra has her like hair because like i i have curly like black hair and I'll never forget seeing like Frank Miller's like flowy, like curly black hair for the first time and being like, that's me. Like I felt, I, I was seen. You're you know? like, I am Elektra. <laughs> yeah. And then like every year after that, it's just been like straight flat hair. And I'm like, ah. but then like chip's really like chip really brought that back with, you know, Mark Riquetto's uh-huh. like art um and his run. And it's just like, it's so great. Um, The last book that I would, or actually I have two more. Okay. Um, sins of the black flamingo by andrew wheeler which i would highly recommend um it's like a little like spy thriller with a little bit of like i don't want to spoil it because it's it's one of those books where you get to the last page you're like oh okay like interesting um and the (laughs) last more of this yeah you're like i'm in um and the last one that i will plug is the beef bros which is a kickstarter book um i've heard of that it's so good it's 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 like if you like Chip Zdarsky, this is kind of like in that same vein where it's like it's these two like 1980s style like wrestler like macho men who are like bodybuilders who like Fantastic. you would just imagine being like super like just bro-y but they're not like they're just like so like like they just they're just it's just so wholesome and like <laughs> they they fight against like corporate greed and like all this other it's so good and it's just so funny. And okay. it plays on all these tropes. Like if you like if you like public domain, which plays on a lot of the stuff that's going on with like, you know, corporations and like uh, intellectual property, like this is in the same vein where it just takes on like corporate, like America essentially. Um, Fantastic. It's so good. Um, happy to to share some of the, like the PDFs that I have. I think you have to go to their Kickstarter to buy. It. It's only digital right now. Ooh. But so good.
0: I will be, yeah, I'd heard about that. I don't forget how I heard about it, but I am going to check that one out because it like, it hits on like all of the like sometimes I don't really like like uber dark comics. And that was like one of those was like, now that just looks like fun.
1: Yeah, um, it's just fun. It's so, just, it's wacky. It's fun. It's wholesome, which is like sometimes like I just need that.
0: Um, the world is depressing enough sometimes. Like yeah. I just want to feel good about something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like I just want the good guys to win and not, you know, be a sad parade. <laughs>
0: so i, I this, this next question is a really uh, maybe a difficult one but uh maybe take your best crack at it uh if you could hand someone one issue of a comic and say this is jasmine estrada what would you hand them
1: so usually when i hand people like a comic when they want to get into comics i usually go for either the young avengers or runaways because i do think Ugh. that those two are like the modern day like young avengers just classics if you want to know what comic books are like those are the books you to go and like pick up and just get started also they were the ones that i started reading with, or like <laughs> re- like reading like they were the ones that like my library had at the time um right. but i'm trying to remember like yes. i think of some other like good ones i mean those are usually my go-to um i also am a big fan of spider-man blue um but Joe Globe. um and like I, I, I hand that to one, I hand, I usually hand that to people, but now it's been a lot more of Chip Zdarsky's, uh, it's not Spidey. What is it called? Um, Spider-Man life story. Um, because most people, most people know Spider-Man. And I think that like that story captures who that character is. Um, I'll also hand them Miles Morales, Kamala Khan by, uh, G Willow Wilson, um, Usually so a around. modern goat, yeah, it's just like perfect, and it's such a great book. Um I usually try to give people like books that are, are not that like interwoven in like all the like connective tissue of the Marvel universe. like I try can to give stand them alone new- a little bit, yeah, um I will give people like Thor if they want to get into that world, but sometimes it's a little daunting um yeah, but I'm trying to think if I had to give someone a single issue and be like, this is jasmine Estrada um. hold on. I have a list of like, I don't know if you knew this about me, but I think I talked about it on the podcast before I'm pull list before, but like, I have a list of comic books that are like my all time, like single issues that are just like my, yes, I've heard goats. you
0: refer to it. I don't know if I know the list though.
1: Oh, there's a lot. I mean, like it's, it's just like, so like I, you, you, you can see my background. Like I collect trades. Like there are lots
0: of books, listeners, lots.
1: There's about 1200 of them. It's bad. <laughs> oh um, my gosh! yes. Uh, but like, when it comes down to it, like when I buy single issues, unless it's something that's like, so like when I go to the comic shop, I, I do have a pull list. Um, I go to my local shop, like usually every week, okay. uh, every other week at the, at the least. And then what I do is I usually read them whatever I want to read. Um, if they're books that I've already read and I loved, I'll buy them and keep them. But for the most part, like I just throw them in neighborhood libraries to see what kids pick up because they are always gone right away. Right. And I, I love that. Like, I love that kids are, finding them in in the comic like in just like a like I I, anything that I can remove the barrier for kids to pick up a comic book
0: right libraries are a great place I mean if you're fortunate enough once once I went all the way in on Marvel Unlimited I gave a
1: lot of my trades to the local library and they're like are you sure I was like mine wouldn't take a lot of my trades and I was just like i see your shelves they're bare like if they didn't have a lot of comic books i'm like take them i'm all. sorry
0: but like old archie comics are great but that's all you got <laughs> it's like we need some uh, captain america in here or whatever <laughs>
1: some thor for pete's sake easily um man this is a lot harder um I also will give people like Vision. I think Vision's a great book that's a standalone. Oh. That, like, isn't isn't quite you know like a superhero book as much as it oh, is just like
0: Tom King. Holy oh, Tom crap.
1: King, great.
0: Have you read? Oh, oh no, I can't. Can't go down that rabbit hole. Can't <laughs> go down that rabbit hole? Oh my gosh, oh, this vision. is hard. This is I mean, a lot it's, harder. It's literally Eisner award winning, and he's a uh, again modern you know legend. But I mean seriously, Jasmine, like if people go and read any of those, I think like that's like phenomenal place to start
1: you you had me with young
0: avengers i mean young
1: avengers i will always like i will always plug i mean it's so much fun it's just the perfect way to get into comics because the way that that series starts like early like like the original series starts is like the avengers are gone like you know that was an era where the young avengers get formed because of avengers disassembled right um and so like the avengers aren't a thing anymore so these kids step in and they fill in that's that link and It really for me it really like it, it, it i don't know i thought it was a very rare opportunity to get into comics because it was a moment where like in time and at least in the ongoing continuity at that point there was no status quo like the avengers had been disassembled like you could just jump in now and like yeah. you can follow along like you didn't need to know everything because you would get you know retold yeah. these stories as you went but you got to start off with you know, five, six new characters who hadn't been seen before. So
0: good, so good. Um, so before we like really like, we, we get your you know plugs, how people can follow you and what's coming up, you know, for, for you, We there's a thing you do on Marvel's pull list where you give an award for each issue that you guys cover in the, the fresh floppies section of the- uh, The fabulous um, fresh
1: floppies. Fabulous
0: fresh floppies. And, and, and to, to borrow a turn of phrase from Ryan Penagos, I think it would be a ding dang delight <laughs> for you to give the death of the mighty Thor a, an award. Um, so what is the award you
1: would give to the death of the mighty Thor? So before we started this recording, I, I I gave you a name and I was like, smells like murder, 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 murder. Which a that, classic thory line? It's a classic thory line, and I love Thory. I'm a sucker for, I'm a sucker for any, like pets or any like animals in in comics. Uh, I'm still waiting for the the pet Avengers reboot, but Ugh. I feel like it's a little aren't, bit aren't distasteful. Yeah, I think, but I think murder is a little distasteful for this. So I'm I'm gonna go with the second pick that I had, which is yes, gods can be bastards like that.
0: Mm. Yes, which is said by who?
1: It is said by Thor, the mighty Thor.
0: Yes, uh, they they certainly
1: can be at
0: times. So we we give we give the death of the mighty Thor. Gods can be bastards sometimes, of word.
1: Yeah, they can. Gods can be bastards like that. Like like literally, he's like, gods be bastards. You know, <laughs> they be, be like that. They be like that. They,
0: Thank you for that small moment of fan service just for me. Of course. Me. Um, so, uh, how can people reach out to you, and what have you got going on in uh, in the world of, of Marvel audio these days?
1: Yeah, I mean, right now, not a whole lot going on. Um, you can find me on PodList. I also host the show along with Ryan Panagos, aka Agent M, H&M. um, and... star of Miss Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I was so upset when I I was like, "Why did you keep this away from me? Like, how dare you!" <laughs> And he just was laughing. He's like, oh, did you watch the new episode of Ms. Marvel? And I was like, He's yeah, the host
0: of AvengerCon. I mean,
1: and I was like, oh, come on. Um, <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, so you can find me on Marvel's pull list. I host and produce it alongside uh, Ryan Panagos and also Kara uh, McGurk-Allison, who's the producer um, on the show as well. Um, and you can find me on all the social channels. I am at Jasmiest, J-A-M-J-A-S-M-I-E-S-T. I forgot how to spell my name for a second there, but yeah. Um, i'm i'm anywhere feel free to drop by and say hi well
0: jasmine thank you for i mean literally spending uh, a generous amount of time with
1: our listeners and, and Please. myself i got to talk about comics like it's-,
0: <laughs> it's i mean do i do i ask her to do to ask come on and do her job though which is like <laughs> a part of it ah, I, there's sure a, there's a
1: very thin line between job and like just a hobby like like i said like half like you've seen my collection like and- my collection of books is not like has nothing to do with my job and action figures like it's very much something that i would be doing anyway everybody i am i'm literally looking in the video right now i'm looking
0: at an ant-man helmet i'm looking at an iron man helmet a thor hammer and a captain america shield and none of it is done ironically
1: no <laughs> so it's very intentional it's
0: very intentional uh but jasmine yeah i just wanted to say thank you again uh for jumping on here and talking about one of my favorite comics You are literally one of my favorite people to hear talk about comics. So um, I appreciate every Tuesday listening to you and Ryan talk about comics. And uh, that show is uh, is one of the highlights of my week. So thank you so much. Um, Listeners of the show, go follow her on Instagram. And do you have a Twitter as well? Yep. I'm on Instagram.
1: I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. All the same handle
0: all of all of the things go go follow and support the show if you're not listening to pull list go listen to it so that you know what's happening in the world of marvel comics every single friggin' week um and if you want to go uh follow us on uh instagram largely uh that's uh at mighty thor podcast if you want to leave us a rating and a review that would also be sweet we would appreciate that it's been a really fun summer and fall for the show i mean it's just been incredibly humbling to see who has been engaging with the show and uh as we say on every episode of across the bifrost wherever you're at in the nine realms whatever you're doing uh whatever comics you're going to read this week after you've listened to pull list uh we encourage you to do one thing and that is to stay worthy
1: yeah